0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of My Lighthouse. And through the last episode, we were speaking about back to school and the whole concept of of bringing children to school, helping them to settle in as soon as school resumes, and how we, as working parents, or for anyone who is a working parent, and manage through this entire period to ensure that you're able to balance your life as a working mother or father, as well as being able to manage and support your child to the best of your ability and help your child to succeed to the fullest at school. On today's episode, we're continuing in that direction. Now we're taking it further to speak about how exactly we can do that, how we can set up structures and systems in our lives as working parents to ensure that we're able to really support our children in great ways and then our children don't feel pressured, we don't feel pressured either. The entire back-to-school season is just a breeze for us. There on the episode, I have Chioma Mama, who is a lawyer, a freelance content writer, and a parenting advocate. She is the author of four books, and especially children books, and one for adults. And she is a mother of four children, so she's got quite a lot of experience around being able to manage her work life, as well as coming from the the parenting point of view welcome back to my lighthouse ma such a pleasure to have you back again thank you for having me the last last episode we were talking about the whole back to school concept and how parents can just navigate that period it can be a really tough time especially for people who work and they're trying to figure out how exactly to manage their regular nine-to-fives and then now they have to deal with their children children's homework different school activities, crafts, whatever it is the demands are from school. And, you know, it's just something that one needs to properly properly plan for. If not, the parents can start to feel overwhelmed and under a lot of pressure from work and then from their children's school. Um, So on this episode, we're talking more around setting up structures, setting up systems as, as working parents to make this entire season a seamless one. And I know that you had worked on a resource recently called Get Ready for School. And can you speak a bit
1: about this? Yes, you know, I was smiling as you were talking because, you know, a lot of parents do struggle with that, getting back into routine as school opens. And um, I created that guide because for me, every year I'm looking for material and looking for things that will help me. Things as simple as, okay, what are they going to eat Every day now that school has open, what are they going to take to school every day? Because you don't want to wake up in the morning and start thinking, mm. oh, what will they take to school? You want to have that already pre-planned and pre-organized. Things like, okay, the academic goals for the year, what are they going to achieve this year, this you know, this school semester? You know, you want things to be sorted out. Your chores, for instance. So I, you know, what I did was to set out some things that are important to working parents in you know, important to parents. You know any kind of parents, whether you're working or you're uh, a stay-at-home parent, in maintaining order, especially as the children go back to school. So I gave a few tips, and I created this chart. Things like even domestic chores. You know, if you're in my a house like my own, that is one argument the children. You know, oh, I watched I washed plates yesterday. Oh, I did this today. Oh, is your turn? Is my turn? Oh, I I did more. But if it's actually if you can actually come together with the children and say, okay, you know what? Let's create a timetable that is fair on how I'm going to do these chores as my school is opening. Because you don't really have much time to deal with all those, um, deal with the uncertainty of who is doing what. Because Mm -hmm. everybody needs to leave the house early in the morning. Things need to be set up to run themselves. So those charts, you know, for me, they make all the difference. So I went ahead and said, okay, I'll create some. Because, you know, for busy parents, who have time to be ruling lines and creating tables, I said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, t- I'll help. And I, you know, I had created one, you know, before for meals. I went ahead to create one for chores, one for um, lunch time, one for, you know, for different things that parents have to think about as their children, you know, get ready for school. I also created an internet plan, because that's one thing, you know, a lot of us now, Wireless is in a lot of homes. Children get very distracted by the internet, so you want rules or that will help guide them, especially when they're in school. When the school starts, to so know that look, you do not spend time browsing online or watching videos anyhow. That's what that resource is for. It's really just to help parents get more organized as the school um, term, as the school session, or school time starts, and put things in place so that everything is running a bit more. Organize things are more in sync and things are not just left to chance, like oh, bedtime. I even have a morning routine, I have an evening routine. So your child can even see and say, okay, now that I've had my meal, now that I've had my bath, the next thing you know for me to do is to brush my teeth. Now that I brush my teeth, the next thing is now it's time for prayers. Now that now that I've prayed, it's time for my bedtime story and it's time for bed. You know, they can even help. With that structure, because they can see everything written out nicely and clearly. So, yeah, so that's why I put that together. It's really, I enjoyed doing it and really it's getting really good feedback because parents really need every little thing helps. I always say, you know, when you're you know, with parenting, every little addition to making your parenting easier does a whole lot for you. It could just be that the ease of, you know, drive-through shopping or the ease of being able to order your groceries online. Every small thing makes your parenting journey easier for you.
0: Right. And it was just uh, interesting, as you were speaking, you were talking about the fact that, you know, a lot of things have changed now and there's now more, for instance, children are more online now compared to before, you know, there's that need to, for instance, schoolwork, and they need to go online to research and, and find out information. I mean, in my literature, that is six, the way she's able to navigate the internet and find things is just interesting. That brings to mind the, the thing around safety for children oh, online. Oh, and and with, with COVID, it's almost like something you can't avoid at this point. Some, some schools and some clients Children would go to school in person. In some other clients, there's still the argument of should we allow them come in person? Should we not allow them come in person? Maybe they should no. start off fresh from the house before they now come to school in person. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts around that and, and how we can keep our children safe on the internet even at this time?
1: You know what I would say? Going to school, the children need the, they need the interaction. Even if your child has been homeschooled. You, they need to be homeschooled with one or two other children. It helps them, you know, in their inter- soft skills, interpersonal skills, and all of that. And we all know that staring at a laptop or a computer is not very healthy. It's not good for your eyes. It's not even good for the brain. So many, you know, studies have shown that look, these things affect hyperactivity. Already, we're struggling with our children watching, you know, maybe too many cartoons and stuff. You don't want the the the, all the light that comes out from the screens are not exactly the healthiest
0: Mm -hmm. form of
1: light. They are not natural forms of light, Um, and it's been shown to cause a lot of issues in children. So, without you know reading our medical statistics, you know it's clear that we need the human touch more. But well. If the schools in your zone haven't gone back to school or they're still doing online, there are things you need to do as parents to make sure your children are safe online. There's been so much going on in terms of, you know, predators, sexual predators online, people who are selling drugs to children online, even on TikTok, on, you know, all sorts of apps, people who are soliciting for all sorts of things online. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, you need to be very observant because at times your child, even though we're trying to encourage open communication between parents and child, Sometimes a child might not tell you stuff. And most times because they're afraid of how you react. And also because sometimes they just feel, I mustn't tell mommy everything, you know. Even though we always say, it, oh, don't keep secrets. Even spouses, you are meant to be totally open. Sometimes you still keep some things, you know. I guess that's is something human beings do do. So, you know, you have to be observant as a parent and notice anything. If your child is watching something and suddenly totally their eyes become glazed or something, you just, a way you look and say, What's going on there? What's going so on, you need to you observe. Watching? What are you watching? Is it like when you the eyes will just change you No, know, is watching something they shouldn't be watching. You know, so watch them. You know, observe them. Then look at the. You know, I spoke about the internet plan. You know, when I was talking about my guy, that's something that you should also look at. Something that we try to do in our home is that don't sleep with your gadgets. The only person that we, is allowed to sleep with his gadgets is our uh, 17 almost 18 year old because. He's off to college this year. Some of his mates are already in college, so I like, do you know what? You need to learn to be sensible with your devices. But for the other ones, they're suppo- I said supposed to because sometimes they will still try and keep their devices with them, and you have to remind them, which is where the parenting, you know, consistency as a parent comes in. Because if you give a rule as a you know as a parent, you say, oh, do this, and you 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 tell them the first time, tell them the second time, the third time you don't tell them and they say, oh, well, let me just keep my device. You leave them, you leave them another time. Suddenly they just think I can get away with it. So you have to be consistent in making sure, look, these rules that you enforce are kept. So taking their devices away from them. You know, one thing I tried to do was to have a general computer that was in the living room where everybody could have access to it and see it. The likelihood of you doing anything illegal or funny when everybody in, with the computer that's in a public place is slim. I don't have TVs in my room the same way I don't advise there to be devices in your room. So even if you do use a device, bring it out. At the end of the day, bring it and charge it. in a You know, what some people do, they have a, a common place where they all charge their devices in the living room or maybe in the parents' room, and even me, you know, one thing you need to do if you're trying to help your children with their online behavior is to model the right kind of online behavior yourself. Children are copycats. Mm -hmm. As they get older into their teens, they're copying their friends. When they're younger, they're copying you. And the things you do, the signals you give them go a long way. They don't like hypocrisy. You know, gone are the days where you could say, oh, Uh, hey don't do it you know I'm doing it doesn't mean you should do it you're doing it is every reason why they should do it themselves so you don't want to give them reasons so as you're guiding them online let them know you can do you can actually do research offline encourage outdoor games and activity a lot of people have you know use tv to babysit their children and use devices and all sorts of things to babysit their children oh just give you the tab oh go online and do this and it's really really dangerous because End up getting addicted to it. I remember my son, my youngest, at a point of in time, he was always wanting to watch videos, and I had to say, no, you know what? This is getting out of hand. Which is why I started doing a lot of research on how dangerous screens are, excess time on you know on online and using devices, and learned how to encourage him. You to know, do other things, build a a fort, go and play outside. So it's just actively looking for things to do. They they are already overstimulated. That's just the truth. So when they're in the the house, make sure, no matter how much internet you have, that you are taking proactive steps to ensure that they are not always online it's very very important
0: i i mean as you were speaking i was getting some some things from from what you were saying that a very very important part of for example my children like when they have to um get on their devices or they're learning something or watching something i make sure okay just you're staying where you know i can come and i see what you're doing it's not like you're backing the wall or something and then we don't know what you're watching you know, and somehow they already know that, oh, you can't watch something that mommy hasn't seen before, daddy hasn't seen before. So we're kind yes, of just ensuring we're monitoring those things. So you're not watching strange things. Because it's just uh, really funny these days, The you, you see a cartoon initially looks fine, it looks okay. And then children watch it and they're seeing different things from that. So I think that those valid points around making sure that they're using their devices in places that you can see. And you can actually check if possible. Interestingly, there are different apps as well that can help you, like, lock up certain, certain applications apps, on the computer, yes, yes. you know, yes. and just pretty much just you're, you're limiting them to a certain number of things they can do you know and that that helps to limit things one of the things i used to do when they were a lot younger was actually to to download the specific videos i want them to watch and that was pretty much what they were watching they weren't watching anything else for quite some time before they started watching youtube they're not connected and, wasn't connected yes you know so they are, that way i'm certain of what they are watching because there are things that i put there for them to watch right it's it it, it that, that this, this, this is the times we're living in and we have to be super, super sensitive to see the things that children watch and, and things they're exposed to. I like what you said about outdoor games. Like that's something that for, some people take it as a practice and are trying to get used to it. Some, some are not very used to it. Um, especially as a working parent, sometimes you're just like, I'm very busy, you know, please just take this I'm tablet. Tired I'm going to to sit you. down. <laughs> just sit in one corner, go and watch the TV. Um, sometimes it seems like it's helping, but in a way, I mean, helping the parents to focus at that moment. But at the end of the day, you don't want your children to so exposed, just like you said, so exposed to screen time or things that um, can be detrimental to them. But one of the things that is also a concern for me is, for parents who are having to deal with their schedules. And so for me, I would say, and, and this is a question to you now, so whether it's in-person, you know, whether there's in-person learning or you have to go to work in person or remote or hybrid, you're doing both, what recommendations would you give to working parents so that they can effectively work around their schedules and don't feel overwhelmed by the different things that they have to deal with during the- this-
1: In relation to, as in general- Yes, during the back-to-school season. Okay, in general, I think one thing they should do is that they need to take a little time off. What I recommend is that if your children, you know, most times a lot of parents take time off over summer so they can do holiday and they go back to work as their children are going back to school. I would recommend also align your, your time off to spill into when they start school as well, to spill over a bit. So that for the first few days when they're back to school, you are still kind of on holiday mode that helps you you have time to you know meet their teachers go to school with them you're, you're a bit more relaxed. you're not rushing you know it's not the whole mad rush of everybody you with you, you you rushing to work them rushing to school you have a few days to ease into the system make sure they're settled in school and then you are now going back to work that really really does help me just even if it's just one or two days it makes all the difference and still going back to the internet thing um family link is something that has really helped me because it helps me put my children's devices off at certain times um and there are a lot of how, apps how did that work? family family link. App, family link it's it's a google app uh you oh. put it on every phone in the house you put it on and they tell you if your child downloads anything you know it it, it shows you automatically and if it's something like you you preset it so some things are not even allowed to be downloaded and anything they download you know and at certain times that if you based on how you program the device it will go off so if you program the device to go off at 8 p.m you can even leave the device with them it doesn't matter because at 8 p.m it will go off and um they will just see a blank screen as long as um, you the the mm-hmm. parent has your phone with you and i wonder what happened to that oh, mommy my computer is not working oh yes, sorry <laughs> <Say goodnight. laughs> it's time to go to <laughs> bed <bedtime. Bedtime. laughs> <laughs> so that that was you know that has really really been helpful with uh, with helping with the device because you know it, there's just so much which is why i even tell parents you know I gave my daughter a phone a, a bit too early I wish I hadn't I gave her a phone when she was 13 left to me I till like she was 15 or 16 Because there's just so much you have to do as a parent monitoring devices is just extra work uh, that you don't even need so if the child doesn't need that device please don't give it to them because it gives you more parenting to do more monitoring more talking more more just more work in general especially if you have more than one child Cause you're basically like oh checking on that one checking on this one I'm so sure. yeah so as you know as working parents like i said number one try and take a, a little time um off when they're going back to school pretty much a new school year or a new or they're going to a new school and also um try and be for them you know what i try and do every day if do, like my, my second son started school today i took him to school as one of the things you you do to make sure that they're good and they're calm and they're happy you know and even if they're older children they still do appreciate that as well and another thing you need to do that really helps for working parents is your sleep habits i mean, a lot of times you know when you're a child all the things you look forward to when growing up is that like you can you get to have no bedtime right you can sleep whenever you want mm-hmm. it's not really healthy that's just a crazy thing so now finally i can stay up whenever i want but it's not the right thing not to the best do so. Yeah, that's so where you need your energy. You need your vitality, so you need to have a good sleep schedule. Try and go to bed, you know, at, you know, at a good time. Another thing that can really help you is getting exercise into your routine. And I'm talking to myself again because I'm off, on and off the whole exercise thing. I jump, you know, I start, I stop. And uh, if you have a routine of exercise, it it really does help your energy levels. You're more energetic during the day. You're able to do more with your children. You have more vitality to even play with them and hang out with them and do stuff with them as they go back to school to check their homework and all those things that you need to do. And that can really help working parents when, this is like before they even go back to school, is the choice of school. Like I like in the Western world, most times the school district is dependent. in When you send your school, uh, your child to school is you know in the school district where you live. So it's close to home and uh, or close to work or whatever. But here, you know, you can, your child, you can live in one part of town, your child is like 45 minutes away, which can be a bit stressful. I wish our parents try and find a school that's either near your house or near your school. Proximity is key. Near your workplace. Yeah, proximity is, is key. So it should be near your home. Or near your workplace. I mean, yeah. So make sure one. So it's, it makes life easier. Imagine when you have to drive. You're driving to one. You know, for you that live in Abuja, you're driving from Apple to drop your child in school in Lube. Then your office is in time You're just you know going cross country. It's just going to be very stressful for you. You know. So find a way of looking for a good school in your neighborhood or a good school near your office or your place of work to make your life easier and to take out stress from you. Because the truth is that this body. It needs to be looked after. You know, it's not, a, I don't know, it's not. A, it's, it's, it's a machine that needs to be well-oiled and well-rested and well-maintained. If not, it can break down. So that's one thing that I always advise parents to do. And even as you go back to school, a lot of us are doing things for our children, taking them to the dentist, taking them for eye tests, taking them for medicals, mm-hmm. doing all sorts of things to make sure that they're ready for school. And we're not doing the same for ourselves you need to make sure that you are okay. Do your dental, you know, do your, as they for the appointments, book one for yourself as well, and make sure that you're in tip-top shape and ready for the new school session. Another thing that really, really helps, you know, with working parents is having, you know, being in touch with some other parents at the children's school. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we just feel we don't have time. We're so busy. We don't socialize in school. Oh, I already have my group of friends, uh, you know, in my my you know, in my church community or in my neighborhood, I don't need a set of friends in school. No, you do need one or two people because they do help. There are times when no matter what, you've tried your best, there's this, you know, there's this project and, you know, you, you, you're you going to miss that recital. Having a parent who you're friendly with who can cover for you and say, you know what, we more just relax even if you come in 10 minutes late I will you know you know you know you know, I'll cover you for this you know this one time like I'm not saying that you shouldn't be missing recital but at times these things happen or you're late you can have that parent that can cover for you so you're not feeling like oh my goodness I've just ruined my child's uh, recital experience mm. so it's good to have you know one or two moms or dads who you know can um, help you in that regard who can also give you you know Keep you abreast of what's happening in school. You might just be so busy that you actually don't even know what's going on. But if you have, that's you know, those contacts in school, you always know what's going on. The same with the school, the school administration. Always be in touch with them. Always let them know that you're there, no matter how busy you are. You're not too busy for your child. Keep them, keep that, keep that knowledge, um, keep that knowledge in their head. Because you know, like I always tell people, like my mom always said, if you love your child, the child's school will love your child. You know, and when i say love I use, it, I use it loosely because we all love our children but when i say love it's like when you show it when they see you as a present parent when they see you as a parent who is, is involved they won't will, they will take they'll pay a lot of attention to your child as well the truth is that we are human being and they, they are biases. so the child who is neglected the child who never gets who nobody ever attends his programs unfortunately that, that might be the child who even the school themselves might also end up neglecting. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, it happens like that sometimes. Yeah, so we really need to say, sh- teachers, please watch over the children. Don't negate do Yeah, anything? Yeah, teachers, you know, you know you what? Know, I will say that because if you do have a passion for children, you should look out for those kind of children more. That's the honest truth. Um, So please look out for children, irrespective of whether their parents are present or not. They could be from troubled homes. They could have a lot going on. And, you know, at least they should come to school and look forward to being treated well in school and being looked after in school.
0: Wow. Thank you so much. I, I feel like this is... This is just a really nice way to wrap up the series, the first part, talking um, about back to school and digging a deep further into um, certain structures and and just the things that we can do in practical terms and how to just make sure that back to school is is really seamless. For those listening, I really love us to take the conversation further. I'm always happy to connect with um, our listeners. So if you have questions or if you have something to say, you have an experience to share, just or there's even something you feel like, oh, I would love, love um, me more to talk about this topic you know, in one of the series or next one of the episodes. By all means, please um, reach out to us at my Lighthouse Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're always happy to connect with you. You can send us a direct message and we'll be happy to, to connect with you and take the conversation further. Until the next episode, please stay in God, keep growing and keep pushing yourself to be a better version
1: of your corporate world.